Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Very good. Uh, you guys can open up to Luke 18. We'll be there and then we'll be in Luke 19. So uh, it'll make your job a little bit easier. Also, I, we have um, some Bibles as well. If you, uh, you can surely listen in, but if you want to follow along with the physical Bible, I think we've got some in the back. And if you don't have a Bible, just, just keep it. It's, it's uh, our gift to you. Um, you'll probably want to buy another one in the coming months. It'll probably get a little bit uh, messed up, but keep it. Seriously, if you don't got one, that's our gift to you. Uh, you're welcome. So the title of the lesson this morning is Run From Religion, Pursue Change. Uh, it's great to be with you all. I, I first want to give a little bit of a recap over what 2022 brought all of us. Uh, so in, in the Kalamazoo Church, we had four baptisms and two move-ins this year. It's really exciting. And, uh, and we, we understand there's really there's more to come. Like there, there's, there's, there's more that's right on the, the precipice that's, that's going, to, going to happen in the coming, in the coming months. Uh, but today, I, before I promise you guys, the next time you guys stand up, it will be you go have fun, do your thing. So just, just stay with me for about 20 minutes here, okay? I want to I want to look at uh, I want to look at a parable and then a real life story about uh, about this idea of running from religion and then pursuing Jesus. Uh, specifically, though, I, I think you wanted the question like why change? Why bring up change at all? What's the point? But the, the truth is that anybody who is actively following Jesus and acting like Him is going to change to be more like Him, and that's true in every setting and sphere. If you spend enough time around somebody. You just end up being more like that person. You end up talking like that person. You end up acting like that person. If you spend enough time, you actually end up thinking like that person as well. That's that's why there's going to be change if you're spending time connecting with Jesus. You're going to be more patient. You're going to be more peaceful. You're going to be more kind. You'll be less talkative. You'll be less prideful, etc. Just from being or spending time with Jesus. And so this lesson this morning is for all of us. If you've been a Christian. For 15 and 20 years, you've been living faithfully. Amen. I, I hope that you feel challenged uh, to, to question your actions, actually. Because I bet you your actions, if you've been living like a Christian for 20 years, are pretty Christ-like. Your actions are. But, but then there's a challenge to look inside. There's a little bit more going on, perhaps. There's stuff that you have to look deeper and really assess where, where, you're, where you're at in your heart with God. Maybe you're younger. Maybe you're struggling in your faith. This is an opportunity. This is a call back. You've got, you've got a chance. Are you going to have five, ten of them? I don't know, but you've got a chance to act, to live like Jesus. It's actually joyful and hopeful because it's about change. It's not necessarily about looking and acting perfect. In fact, it's not about that. And if you're new to, to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ, maybe you're new to church in general, maybe you're not super sure about what's going on, then I hope this lesson frames your past experience uh, with church, maybe the church that you currently go to. And I also hope that, that this lesson can be some kind of a, uh, you know, a, as some of the core values of the Kalamazoo Church. This is what we 
what we, uh, this is this is who we're striving to become. Uh, the, the main takeaway, if you're taking notes, the teens, preteens, it's, it's that spirituality is not about what you do, it's about who you are becoming. Spirituality is not about what you do, it's about who you are becoming. And, and this, though, should serve as an encouragement to us all. If spirituality is not about what you do, if it is about who you are becoming, then it's an encouragement. That again, we don't got to have everything all figured out. We don't got to be perfect. We don't have to look awesome all the time. We just got to get better tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Scripture is, is Luke 8, 18, excuse me. It's Jesus talking. And we've got, you've got a bunch of teachings. You know, we, we make a joke. Uh, you could go through the Bible and just say, okay, what are what is the main key in, in these passages of Luke 13? What's, what, is it, what is one thing he talks about? Then Luke 14, then Luke 15. The joke in, uh, in, in our household when we had with Blake and Kelsey uh, when they were here was that, that we just said, oh, man, that, that, anywhere from Luke about 11 through 19, it's, oh, man, those that's Jesus' hard teaching. That's a hard teaching. And you could just say that, and you'd be right. And so we're looking at a hard teaching uh, from Jesus this, this morning. It says in verse 9, to some of those, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Spirituality is not about what you do, it's about who you are becoming. To start out, Jesus is addressing these people, and it says he, he looks at the people who were considered themselves righteous and, and were confident in their salvation according to their actions. And, and those who, it says, it, it looked, uh, they looked down on other people. From a little bit of study, I think this is actually a pretty, uh, a, it's a way to pacify the scripture, actually. It, it, the translation, um, it's, it's looked down on others with contempt or despised others. And so look down is, is some, but when you use the word contempt, there's something more there. When you say despised, there's something a little bit deeper there. And it's saying those who consider themselves highly, what's interesting is I don't think you can consider yourself highly and not look at others with contempt, right? Because it's always a comparison. I did this better. I'm a little bit wiser, smarter. I don't sin as much or in that way as that person. He's talking to people uh, in this language. He's comparing this religious leader and he's talking to the religious leaders. Some sincere, we understand most, most weren't. They made up rules on top of rules to appear spiritual. The other guy's a tax collector. He was a traitor. He's motivated by selfish ambition and greed. He's someone who constantly wanted more. He was so greedy that he was he was willing to give up his connection to his people in order to gain some money. But then this, this prayer that, that both of them have is so different. One of them goes away justified. It says, you know, the tax collector, you can count up here. How many times does he use the word I in just these two sentences? It's four times. Two sentences. He says, God, I thank you that I am not like this. I thank you 
that I'm not even like this tax collector. I fast. I give a tenth of all of I get. You know, there's a, a theologian that, that he said uh, that, that you can invoke God's name, but you can be praying to yourself. Think about that. You can invoke God's name, God, but you can be praying to yourself, praising yourself and lifting yourself up. You pray like that. And and quickly though, I, I think it's it's interesting. It's important to to make note that we shouldn't be so quick to look at uh, those who are like that and say, God, I thank you that you didn't make me like this Pharisee. So we can think that, right? We, we we don't act like Pharisees. That's not us. We are we're messed up people, and we admit it. And we say, God, thank you for not making me like this Pharisee. And if you would say that. If you look down on, on those who, who practice that kind of religion, then you know what that makes you? Just like a Pharisee, right? Here's a quick gauge for you. Uh, if you're pursuing religion or if you're, if you're pursuing change. Really the question, though, that, that, that you have to ask is, do you got a little bit of a Pharisee in you? And what I'm putting before you is all of us, some more than others, me more than a lot, have a little bit of Pharisee in us, okay? So if the way you behave on Sunday... Is different than how you behave the rest of your week, you've got a little bit of Pharisee in you. If you show up to church but leave unchanged, you've got a little bit of Pharisee in you. If you explain your sin away with, God forgives me, it's okay, you've got a little bit of Pharisee in you. And if you rationalize your sin with, but I did these other things, I'm doing okay, you've got a little bit of Pharisee in you. Spirituality is not about what you do, it's about who you're becoming. And in this story, it's contrasted with this guy who's not a good dude, right? He's, he's somebody who we'd look down on. If we saw him coming up here, we'd be like, man, he might be asking us for money. Let's keep our distance. He'd have some authority, actually. He could, yeah, he'd have the Roman authority, and, and we'd not want to mess with him. But it's, it's what is he calling on? He's calling on God. He says, I just need mercy and I need grace. The reality, he says, I'm not righteous, I'm not good, there's nothing good about me, is the image that I get as he's yelling this out. The truth is, is that is that the Pharisee is no, no better, right? The Pharisee should be the one yelling, I'm not good, I didn't do anything good. God, I need your mercy, I need your grace. And yet, it's the one that that, that is the tax collector that's doing that. Keep going over to Luke 19, we're going to look at a real life story of a tax collector here. Shares this parable, then he's confronted with this truth in real life. It's Luke 19, and then we'll be on our way. It's in verse 1. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He is gone. Excuse me. He is gone to be the guest of the sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek 
and to save the lost. So we got this guy, Zacchaeus. Certainly you've heard about him. I actually, I tapped uh, Gary, Gary Verdun's shoulder and I was like, hey, could you dress up? Uh, it, and then I'm like, no, this doesn't really fit. You know, he has, Gary has like a, kind of, you know, an old man kind of costume. It's like maybe how, how Jesus people would have dressed. Uh, we don't really know, but it's just kind of, a, and we're like, ah, but this it doesn't fit the story because it says this guy's really short. Gary's about 6'3", is that right? Six, used to be 6'4", I think. Yeah, now yeah, you're 6'3". That's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we all? Uh, notice what kind of tree Zacchaeus is climbing. What does it say? It says he's climbing a sycamore fig tree. What kind of leaves did Adam and Eve use to cover themselves? Well, they used fig leaves, right? And so this is, this is just this drastic contrast that we have on one hand, the same family of trees that were used by Adam and Eve to cover and hide themselves by God, that same family is now Zacchaeus is using to climb up and be seen by God. This would have been such an embarrassing thing to do. This guy is wealthy and he's climbing up this tree that I guess would have been, it would have been really easy to climb from what I, I looked at. It had a, a pretty, uh, it was just, there was a bunch of branches right away. And so you would have been able to climb it relatively easily. But he's, he's up there, and it's embarrassing. Certainly people are looking at him like, this guy is making a fool out of himself. And it says he's a chief tax collector. So he's like the tax collector among tax collectors. Probably he would go into your house and ask for additional money than, than just what the Romans were supposed to collect. But then if you were a tax collector somehow, he would probably skim some off the top when you had to report to him and say how things are going. This guy, everything that we understand, from everything that we define, our values, he's a bad dude. Jesus, though, he calls him Zacchaeus. That's his name, but it also means pure. It means pure-hearted. So Jesus, certainly this would have been something they would have made fun of him. How would this guy be called pure-hearted? And yet, look at his life. It doesn't match up even a little bit. Jesus, though, I'm sure when he says Zacchaeus, there's some kind of hope there. I've done something. And, and there's something inside of him that just decided, man, I've got to interact with Jesus. I've got to be there. There's a desperation that, that Zacchaeus felt. But I want to say is if you're not desperate for Jesus, you're not going to become a disciple or you're not going to stay with him. If you're not desperate for Jesus, if you just want to make this something you do, you're welcome. Keep, you're welcome to keep coming. Seriously, we, we love it. But just know that, that you won't be justified. Just understand that. You're welcome to keep coming. You Seriously, please stay, come, you know, do all of this. But just understand that, that at the end of it, the promise that, that Jesus shares, this guy went away justified. Today, salvation has come to your house. Then he tells Zacchaeus, you're not going to feel that. That's not going to be the, the truth if you're not desperate for Jesus. There's a, there's a desperation that, that if, if you're in touch with your sin, if I'm in touch with mine, that we're all going to feel. That I, I, am, I am so positive, and I tell people this, there's no way I'd be married if not for Jesus. Like, there's no way I might have been able to get married I'd be divorced. I've been married eight years. I got married when I was 22. I, I'd be divorced. I probably would have, I might have made it a year. Maybe we would have had to do something. I mean, it, there's just, there's no way. There's no way that I would have been, so, and I, and I realized this. I realized this pretty frequently that I, I just, I realized myself, but I see myself and I see the friendships that I, I'm able to have now. And I realized there is no way I would have any friends. My friends back when I was growing up, they, they literally said, hey, you're, you're much nicer the people you just meet than to, than to us. You're actually friends. They, they, there's no way I would have the friends that I have if not for Jesus. There's a desperation that I know my life would be horrible without them. 
So that's the motivation to pray. That's the motivation to study the Bible. That's the motivation to connect. Again, it's not what you do, it's who you're becoming. And so those things alone don't make you good, don't make you righteous. But if, if, if you're grateful for Jesus, if you want to connect with him, if you want to be more like him, then you're going to spend, have to spend more time with him. Notice this man, he leaves his interaction, and, and I get the impression that he's changed drastically for the rest of his life. And, and I, I want to share, though, that that, that that means that there doesn't have to necessarily just in your life be incremental change. You know, I think that we like to think of it that I'm just going to, I can't stop this cold turkey. I can just slowly but surely get better and better. And that's, that's kind of the impression that a, a lot of self-help books will, will share. That's not the impression we get from Jesus. And that's not the impression that we learn from Zacchaeus. What do we learn? We learn that, that right away he, he interacts with Jesus and he leaves change forever. And, and does he, what I want to bring up, does he struggle with greed? For the rest of his life. Yeah, maybe. If that's what he struggled with before, probably he struggles with greed again. But you can fight sin and also change your actions. His actions communicate repentance. And so for you, you can struggle with anger, but you can choose not to raise your voice. You can struggle with gossip, but you can decide not to interact or talk about or listen to what people are saying in that way. You can struggle with laziness, but you can decide to get off social media. You can turn off the TV. You can do all of those things while still struggling with, with, with these sins. You can struggle, but you can also make changes. That's right. And so this, this morning, the, the question then, what do, I, what do I want you to do? What's the point of sharing all of this? A few things. Don't measure your spirituality by how much you know, by what you say, or by what you do. Measure it by how much you're becoming more like Jesus. And this is the second thing. We got a, we got a number of, of newbies, first timers, second timers, third timers. It's great to see you guys. But hear me now. Don't don't go to a church that isn't calling you to change. Go to a church that's calling you not less to change on on Sundays, but more to change throughout the week. And so if if I come up here, you you guys should feel like this is. This is easy peasy when you, when you listen to me because of all of the interactions you've had throughout the week of people in your life calling you to be different. And, if, and, and lastly, the last thing I want you to do is if you're intrigued even a little bit by this lesson, you've been coming out for a little bit, then be like Jesus. Specifically in this regard, invite yourself over to somebody's house this Wednesday. We've got family dinners and we just believe that so much changes when you can sit down and, and eat, eat food with somebody Talk about our lives, what went well, what's not going well, what do you, you know, there's no there's no Thursday night football, so you don't, you're not missing any of that stuff. Be like Jesus, though, if it's your first time, few times, just invite yourself over to somebody's house. Don't be freaked out when somebody invites you. The measure of spirituality is how much you are changing to be more like Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Uh, that's, that's the lesson. I want to um, make a couple of notes. So again, if you haven't gotten a wristband yet and you're over 36 inches tall, uh, just see Bianca or else who is the wristband? Okay, yeah, see, go in the back. The, yeah, the, the, those three little girls over there are going to be able to help you out. Uh, and then the other thing is, if you um, go ahead and take the, the song sheet, has songs. It also has ways to stay connected to us. And so we've got an Instagram page. we got a campus Instagram page. We've also got a, we got a website. But, uh, but then we also got podcasts uh, that's basically just the Sunday lessons um, that you can, you can pull up as well. And so with that, 
Please stay seated. I want to get a picture of all of us. We got one from last year. want to get a picture from this year. So stay seated, uh, and we'll, we'll make it happen right now. Yeah, that's Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Save my souls.